the Game of Business podcast. Proximity is power. Registration for our executive boardroom is still open. To learn more, click the link in the description of this episode. All right. I am super excited today because today we have Coltrane Lord, or sometimes she says Lord Coltrane, and she believes that abundance is an inside job. And I'd love to get into this with you, Coltrane, because uh, I've been ex- going down the meditation path myself increasingly, really deep over the course of last year. Um, Coltrane, I'm going to read this off. She's a psychedelic integration specialist and founder of the Wonderland Project, which is a nonprofit organization that provides scholarships to vetted legal psychedelic plant medicine healing retreats. We need to dive into that. Psychedelic education and integration for women suffering PTSD due to domestic violence, rape, and sexual exploitation. She's also the author of The Kinky Vanilla Love Project, The Sexy Soulful Journey from Betrayal to Bliss, and Love Avatar, Unleash Your Divine Feminine Superpowers, and Awaken the Goddess Within, which you can get on Amazon. Coltrane, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So some of our uh, our business listeners are going to be going, what are we talking yeah. about? Are we going to be talking about books? Are we going to, how's this going to be business? But what I also believe in is in the, the core four outside of the eight fundamental building blocks in, inside of a business that we talk about all the time. We have fitness, faith, family, and finance. And today I wanted to talk to you about faith because I've I've been following you on the periphery for a year or two um, with your wonderful posts. And then it's awesome talking about this psychedelic plant medicine because I had my second journey this summer myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe that's something we can jump into, but I really wanted to, to dive into somebody that is as successful as you and what you do around faith and, and how important that is to you on your journey. Yeah. Thank you. And I will, for your listeners, connect the dots to success and abundance and sacred service is how I see um, entrepreneurship because when you are consciously contributing to the world in that way, it's really important to have, in your words, faith. I'll I'll define how I understand faith, which is not blindly following fill in the blank, right? A religion, a person, a guru, or even a person who is trying to help you in finance or your um your service or your purpose in the world. It's really about completely trusting without reservation your somatic response, your body response, a feeling in your skin, your blood, your bones, your muscles that is taking you into your why, into your purpose or dharma. And that if you combine that with what you do in the world, your being in the world and you're doing and the faith of your most inner self, not the ego self, the inner self, then we have success in the world for yourself, abundance for yourself, and you're taking care of people in the world because of your influence, because of your spark, because of whatever you're contributing to the world, the earth and other people. Yes. I love that. I had a meditation this morning. I usually don't meditate in the mornings um, outside. I usually save that for nighttime, but I did it this morning and I just had this uh, wonderful connection where I'm like, I thought I've got to start giving more to my charity and being Mm. more giving inside of there. Mm. 
Um, but tell me when you say it's an inside job, what do you mean and how do you get there? So to me, everything is an inside job, meaning if you can't be your highest self, or if you're coming from a place of wounding, I do a lot of trauma work for people. So if you are contributing to the world through the wounding process, you potentially will be contributing from that place of woundedness, right? And if you're contributing to the world and in your work, in your company, from a place of abundance, a place of coherence, a place of alignment, then everything that you do from this place of high level being is going to benefit yourself and others. So I believe that it's about being before you do. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that that's an easy task. It means that you need to go into the depths of you, whatever is blocking you from the very core of you, right? The very spiritual aspect of you. Yeah. I, I had interviewed Nonito Donaire earlier this mm-hmm. summer, and he's a mm-hmm. eight-time boxing world champion, one of the greatest top 100 fighters of all time. He had the same thing. He, mm-hmm. You have to be it before you are it. And, yes. Um, From a felt sense, somatic place, because you just can't think your way into anything. We've all right. experienced that, right? Yeah. So help me out with understanding that through the wounding process. So mm-hmm. if somebody's going through um, something that's traumatic right now, I mean, how mm-hmm. do they shift? How to make that shift? Yeah. So before I answer that question, I'll say that a lot of our wounding and a lot of people that are successful are successful because they're trying to overcome an insecurity or a wound, right? And we can go both ways. We can we can take that wound and that trauma or that trauma or that insecurity and and become successful and do great things for others and with others. Or we can take that wound and we can recreate that wound onto a person, a group of people. Um, if in the workplace, if you're competing with another company, you know, there's we see that all the time, this competition versus collaboration. And so if you're wounding now and you are number one, being aware of it is the most important thing. You can't, you can't get through anything if you don't know you have it. And a lot of us put things in boxes and just want to forget about it. So what um, I offer or I want to offer to your listeners is facing just like a fear facing a wound and really going into it because the only way out is through, right? So really facing it, moving towards it. I say embodying it so that you can go through it, right? So if you, I know I don't, you, you can give me an example of a wound no, if you, you want. You're great. I, I think um, in my opinion, a lot of people, when they're wounded like that, um, mm-hmm. they just, they go into a denial. They don't look Absolutely. at it. Absolutely, They don't look right. at it. And this is what we call the shadow aspect of mm-hmm. um, healing. A lot of people only want to stay in the light. They only want to stay in success. And so any failure is ignored. And instead of looking at a failure as an opportunity, you they look at a failure as a flaw in their system or in their mm-hmm. being when it's really a learning point, an opportunity to say this didn't work, this works, or 
I was wounded in such a way and I'm not going to have that happen to other people. This is my nonprofit that I started. I was wounded through a experience of domestic violence in my upbringing and it caused a lot of problems for me in terms of abundance and purpose in the world and a lot of other things, but I'm going to focus on um, purpose here for you. And so it's hard to find that core purpose, the core reason for why you're doing something. And when you align with that, it makes everything else so much easier, but you have to look at what your pains are to get to your purpose. Right. 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 Your struggles to get to your service. Your. And then I think when you, I, I actually, it's interesting because I actually, um, I post, I do these daily sparks uh -huh. usually comes out in the form of a meme. And then a few weeks later, I've got, I do a, a two to five minute audio take on that. Mm -hmm. And today's was something along the lines of, if you don't look in the mirror, how do you know if you like what you see right, or not like what you see? Right. right? And so and it was all based on this concept of going in and looking at the ugliness or the pain. Yeah. And I'll reframe the word ugly, right? To the thing that was hidden or forbidden, like the things you just don't want to look at. And it's a tender moment, right? It's it's the most tender and vulnerable part of our being. And it's and when you look in the mirror, oftentimes there's many roles that we're playing, right? And it is the it's the victim roles or the roles of, you know, it's it, take the feelings, the roles of the feelings of anger or um, shame or, um, or sadness or grief. We don't think that those are beneficial to us because we don't think that they will help in any way. But if we use them as fuel, this is a spiritual practice actually to use your whole being as fuel for transformation instead of right. ignoring anything or everything. Right. And that will take someone to the next level of connection to their employees, to their purpose, to, to giving to, to abundance really. Right. So Tony talks about living in a beautiful state, no matter mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. And I find there's been times in my life, see, I'm normally a joyful person by yeah. default. Um, mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, I personally have a tough time remembering the bad stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so always focused on the good. So it's mm -hmm. something I've had to, I've been asking myself, is that because I've shut it out and denied it? Or is mm -hmm. it just, that's just how I'm built. But then as, um, as you go through the Valley, I'm in a little bit of Valley personally at the, mm -hmm. at this time, I mm -hmm. find myself Andy, using Tony's words and shifting my state into a beautiful state. Yeah. And I do, but it's a continual thing and it's not the normal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. What I will say to that is it's how people interpret it because what we really want to do in our in our state is to get to that omega point, right? The the first, the last, the nothing and the everything. And I think that if you spiritually bypass, and a spiritual bypass is you never look at the low points. You just don't want that it doesn't exist for you. And to Tony's words, I might um, refine it here. I mean, I'm sure he refines it, but I'm going to refine it for us today, which is always be in a beautiful state. If you are in grief, be in grief. Don't be in grief at somebody or, you know, don't take it out on somebody, but honor the beauty, the devastating beauty of your grief. It means that you love 
It means you have a capacity to love. If you are angry, it doesn't serve you to hold that in because it will explode at some point or it might turn into an ulcer. So you can somatically get that rage out through doing something productive or just letting it out, right? But being in relationship, right relationship with that actual state at that moment, Mm -hmm. understanding that it is a piece and a process and fuel to get you to that state of bliss. But, you know, the world, the universe is a is a world of duality and polarity, right? You, you, we don't only have the sun, we have the moon, we have the night, right? And if we can expand, not contract into one or the other, but expand into the duality of both, you know, there is a saying that if there's no paradox, there's no truth. So how do we expand into both? I think that is what a peak or what is the word Uh, beautiful state beautiful state is expanding into this idea of we're all things right and how do we expand into that by being very um aware of and accepting of our anger i mean you we've heard these stories where mothers will see you know will lift up a car in her rage to save her kid like hallelujah I, let's have some rage going on there, right? Yeah. Or even the women in Iran who are just, no, I'm not putting up with this anymore, right? So they have to have some sort of spark and that could be anger right. for good, no. right? Yeah, and there, there's a tool that I use called the spark mm-hmm. actually, and that's mm-hmm. why I call it right. a daily spark. And one of the, the aspects on there is this release the rage piece. So yeah. In this moment, if you could say anything to this person with no restraints, what would you say? Right. Right. And so you're saying all the vile things that you would want to say if you lost your temper in front of somebody, you're getting it out, but nobody knows about it because, you know, you're speaking it into this app. Some people type it, but I speak Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. um, I find it really healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's also um, if, if, um, if I'm feeling it at the end of the day, um, I just go work out and I just. I, I yeah. go into what I call the pain cave. And when yeah. you go into the pain cave, you can't help but change your state. Yeah. You and know? intentionally too, right? So w- words and how we how we present things are is, is important. So if you're doing that practice, if one is doing that practice for releasing rage, but if we can do it at, in a more personal way, like, I am feeling this because of this action versus I fucking hate you. Am I allowed to swear here? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that, because that's that's not productive. But I, you know, I I don't like the feeling of this action. I don't like this feeling of this what I received. I don't like the feeling of your words. It's like take also full responsibility of your yep. part in it, right? Because that's where when you take responsibility for your feelings, we can't change any other person, right? Yep. We cannot. And so, but we can manage ourselves. Yeah. We can and manage all of that. Yeah. And that's what this tool does. It's, it's mm-hmm. what's the story it gets, gets down the line. What's the story you're telling about this situation? Mm-hmm. What's the opposite story and then prove the opposite story to be true. Yeah. And then turn the story around and what's the me story. So now I can look at, yeah. at it from my perspective and what, and then prove that to be true. Mm-hmm. And then a chosen story. And it gets us what most of us do 
I think it's most, maybe, but at least many. Uh, yeah. Most of us, though, when we when something happens, we tell ourselves some story, and that's yeah. that's our perception, and so that's our reality. Yeah. But we all have heard that perception is reality, but that's yeah. not necessarily the truth. You're right. Right. And what is the truth? Right. There's so many truths. Right. And well, that's in back to faith or going inward to expand outward and, and have that omega point, which is like, I am my unique essence, but I'm also in community and in communion with the universe and the world and other people that, that dance, that flow is the flow of success actually. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything flows in synchronicity at that point. Yeah. Without getting into the plant medicine part, because I want to go mm -hmm. there with you later. But what yep. is what's your practice that you you tell people to to get into this flow state, or do you recommend anything like that? I do. I, you know, we, we a lot of us talk about meditation, and I think that that's great. Trauma informed meditation. People, I'm just going to say this for people who don't like to meditate, it, it's okay because sometimes people who have been traumatized can't close their eyes. It's not safe for them. And so there's other, you know, there's breathing exercises. For me, the steps are to know the self first and really do that practice of going inward and knowing the self. Meditation to me is a, um, is a tool to get to know the self. But I am a shadow alchemist, I'll say. And I really do believe that we look at the whole self and that is the the pieces that we don't really want to look at how the, what is not working in your life and really digging in and being really honest about that piece. Cause you can't flow when you have blocks, you cannot flow. I could tell you all day long, just flow, move your body, meditate. If you have blocks, you're not going to do that. Right. And then you're going to print and you're okay. And you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm okay. Great. <laughs> Amazing. You know? Yeah. So we lie to ourselves a lot the most honest thing to do is to see where um, in just metaphorical terms, you're broken because you're mm -hmm. not really broken, but where you're pained, what you, what you haven't dealt with. And the human experience is traumatic, even just the news, or we have a belief system that we were grown up, we grew up with and it changes. I mean, these are relationships are traumatic, right? And even this idea of, um, being successful and getting on that, you know, m making money and just for itself. Right. And so that is a, that can be a trigger to worth. Right. And also who you are as, as a soul core being, because not everyone just wants to make money. Right. We want that combo. Like you were saying, you wanted to contribute a little bit more to charities but what if your life was a ministry? What if your life, what if your purpose was whatever you did contributed to the world also? Right. I think that's what we do here. And we do contribute mm -hmm. to the world. I, I want to do it in a different way. I met this guy. I'm going to get into the Aya thing here a little bit. Yeah. Or, you said plant medicine. So I'm assuming Aya is one of them. Ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah. So um, I did it for the first time in 2017 mm -hmm. down in Peru. And yeah. um didn't think I'd really do it again. It wasn't the experience I thought I'd have. Um, mm -hmm. It was, you know, I had all the visuals, but it wasn't like this life changing spiritual thing that I was thinking it would be. Mm -hmm. And um, then I was meditating this summer. And when I came out of it, I went, I need to do ayahuasca again. Hadn't thought about it. This is five years later. 
picked up my phone. I sent a text to one guy and he, by the third text, it was, um, we're having a retreat in Sedona in five days. I got a spot mm -hmm. for you if you want to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, my experience this time was on the second day I was talking, I was actually crying to the, mm -hmm. um, to the, uh, the shaman. And mm -hmm. I told her I have a hole in my soul and this mm -hmm. medicine's not strong enough to fix it. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, it is. She assured me it was, and she sh did some things. Long story short, yeah. when my eyes popped open in the morning, mm -hmm. the first thing I thought was I'm healed. Beautiful. Um, and I feel that way still. It's mm -hmm. not that there's not work to do, but there's, it's not this hole in my soul anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you have experiences like this and what medicines do you work with yeah. uh, in your practice? So I'm going to first say to maybe your first experience, but to everyone listening to this, because it's very important now that this renaissance of psychedelics is coming, you know, mainstream almost, you have to be in right relationship with the medicine. There are, this is for the women that are listening. And I will say, and men too, like every everything else. There are amazing shamans, facilitators, etc., And there are charlatans. And this is why I'm offering education for women because, you know, people can go into it with an expectation. And so preparation is really important. Mm -hmm. Integration is more important. Um, well, not more important, but it's part of that process. There's the preparation stage the navigation stage, your journey, and the integration stage so that you can actually come out a whole and healed person so that you are arriving to whatever you're doing with a whole heart. This mm -hmm. is now getting you into sacred space. So um, I, yes, there's so many experiences with um, my ayahuasca journeys and, and I feel like what the medicines, these plant medicines do are one, I hope these, I hope people hear this. It's the medicine isn't doing the healing. You are doing the healing. The medicine is an opportunity for you to get into the portal of that soul centered space, right? That, that spiritual space of your own essence and your own being. And that's where you are healing. You are healing you with the portal and the help of the medicine. So this is a, a synergistic experience its felt sense and yes you're healed because you feel healed no one's mm. telling you you're healed you feel healed our body is amazing our body's magic right i just had so shoulder surgery and you know i got i have scars on my shoulder and i have a scar right here no one you know they stitched it up and it's healing right right my my, my our bodies want to heal and it helps heal themselves when it goes into the um, psychological and emotional aspects, because it's such a shunned thing in our culture, we don't know how to navigate that. And so the medicines help with that psycho-spiritual healing that we really need, the emotional healing that we need, and also physical. I have a friend that did ayahuasca one time and she stopped smoking immediately. So that is beautiful, right? There, there was, there are people that I met that had eye problems that, you know, when I would go like stray and she worked on it during an ayahuasca journey and she, her eyes were straight. It was, so there are physical miracles, if you will, but 
it is really about the relationship you have with yourself and the many selves and how much ceremony and honor and reciprocity we have with the medicine. Because I've seen people try to climb out, climb the fence and leave. I've seen people do a lot of things that aren't so great. And just in the line of work that I'm doing is, you know, we, we see, we see, um, problems sometimes if you're not integrating and people kind of going the opposite, right. Having a mm. psychic split. So it's really important to be in honor of the medicine and mm. have beautiful intention and set and setting and ask the questions for um, the people who are serving the medicine, like how long they've been doing it and things like that. So yeah. um, I don't know if I answered your question, but I think it's really important to, um, to share the, um, just like anything, being in right relationship with whatever you're engaging in and the intention is everything. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I, I know there's some I've heard of some folks here in Texas and I wouldn't want to use them. This was set up through a, a Platt friend okay, who, yeah. um, you know, he's used her before and yeah. it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I great met, congratulations. I met her husband uh -huh. who actually did the ceremony on the second night. Um, mm -hmm. He led it for, and I met him on the first day and we just had this, we bonded with our eyes and we mm -hmm. had about a five minute conversation and he was the most gentle, beautiful man I've ever met. Mm. When we were done, he hugged me and he held me for like three minutes. Amazing. And I've never been hugged by a guy like, and it, and I was just like, why did that feel so right? And, and I just, I couldn't get this guy at all yeah. weekend. I'm trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. figure it out. Well, that's the integration process, right? Yeah. And then what I figured was, I believe that I am a mature masculine man. Mm-hmm. This guy was divinely masculine mm -hmm. and I'm in business, pushing, 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 making things happen. Mm -hmm. And he's just being. Yeah. And there we go back to being before doing right. Yeah. Right? And I just, I, I just looked at him with so much awe and here I am this business guy and I'm like, how do I be more like him? Right. Well, what you want to do is you want to take that piece of you and the internal sense of you and be more like you. Because that role that you have or that we all have sometimes when we are doing is you, we, we kind of put on a mask, right? Of, of this person who's doing, but can you surrender into yourself and be your version of that being? Yeah. And what I'm, and what I mean by that is it was yeah. peace. He just had this inner yeah. peace. Yeah. That's what he's connected with. Yeah. And I touch on it mm -hmm. and then, and then I go away. Yeah. Right. It's, it's fleeting. It's, it's getting better. Right. But yeah. you know, when also when you're in the middle of the storm, it's kind of hard to find that to mm -hmm. latch on that piece to get to the eye. Right. Yeah. When you're in, what did you call it? When you're doing the shadow work, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's yeah. hard, at least for me, it's hard to, to, to stay in that peaceful state. And I think peace is the most powerful state. It is, it is. And there's a, there's a, um, I don't know what to call it, but it's called voice dialogue. There's a tool called voice dialogue and it's, it was created. It's from Jungian psychologist. And it's the, the idea that our soul essence is that peace is eternity is unconditional love. And then we have, because of our upbringing, because of society, because of whatever happens in our lives, we create the victim, we create all these different personas to navigate the world. When we give 
voice to whatever that person that's taking you away from true self, you got to hear what it needs and then acknowledge that it's there and then go back. So we're never going to stay in a static space, right? This is how creation is made that burst from shadow and light, and then we create something new. And so in the role of that shaman, he was being shaman for you. I'm positive because he's a human that his, you know, he had to walk his dog. He had to go to the bathroom. You know, there, there's just life experiences as a human being, but how can we at any given moment always reference the soul self when you're talking to somebody, when you're um, in an argument, reacting to somebody, you want to have more, at least with the voice dialogue, you want to have more sovereignty of which, which personas or energies come forth. Like you want to actually say, I kind of need my protector now. I'm going down an alley. I'm mm. going to get bigger. But I don't need to be big in front of a child, right? Now I got to bring my nurturing mother in. But from the soul self, like my soul self is saying, I need this right now. Right. And that's, and I think that when you get to that place of, of um, driving this vehicle, using this vehicle of the, the human body that, you know, our star system is in, is inside this body. But when we know how to navigate with our body, then again, we're in flow, we're in that flow state. And that goes back to our talk about going into the shadow work, which is the, the you get to the blocks before you get to flow. You remove the blocks. So let me, let me see this. If, if what I hear you saying is if we are in, um, uh, if we've done the shadow work and mm -hmm. we're connected inside of our faith, we, and then we go back into the workforce, we're more, more we've, we're, we're coming with an abundant state and we're attracting more abundance toward us because it's just who we are internally. Yeah. It seems simple. I mean, it's simple, not easy. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but the answer is yes, because you have, if your soul center has cultivated abundance mentality or abundance energy and also sacred service, divine purpose, right. We get to that higher octave of being, and then that higher octave of doing, then your inner self not the self of the ego. I mean, we need to have ego, but usually that's a trauma self, right? Mm -hmm. Then it's, it's instead of, you know, instead of um, putting out fires, it's what am I creating in the world? And what are my steps to create that, you know, the healing of the planet to create, to create a podcast that um, inspires people you know, it's, it's the higher, higher level, um, intention of your doing. And then this is synchro destiny. Deepak Chopra coined the term synchro destiny, where it's actually the universe conspires to bring you the things you need in order to do that divine purpose. Cause mm -hmm. you're here for something, right? We're here for something. Yeah. What, how does karma play into all this in your view? I, I just took a complete left turn, but yeah, no problem. But so karma, 
and I'll try to keep it on um, for your your listeners who are wanting to be successful in business mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship. But karma is it, it's part of the shadow side. It's this the what it's basically on a very simple level. It's cause and effect. You do one thing, it's gonna make a ripple effect. You know the butterfly effect. You know butterfly um, um, spreads its wings and um or and then it there's a storm in um across the world. Right there, it right. just. Our, whatever we do when we say it's going to cause somebody to be triggered or somebody to be inspired. Like that's just the way it is. And karma in terms in a spiritual sense is you are living out. We are living out. Even if you don't believe in past lives, we are living out even our, our lineage, our ancestral lineage. And so sometimes we are, we are inspired to do things because of that lineage too. So we are, so karma is, could be good or bad, right? We, we're cleaning out our karma. We're cleaning out all the traumas and all the events that happened, either lineage or um, in your energetic system in terms of um, what you came in the world to do. And that often shows up in how we were wounded. And in our pain, we find our purpose. And then we shift from our karma to our dharma and karma is the cause and effect and the things that happened to us in the past and dharma is how am i going to be productive and intentional and sacred in the future what is my purpose so that's how that's how karma and dharma play that's that's the duality of of that essence and then when we find that our karma leads us to our dharma our pain leads us to our purpose or the events in our lives. If you know, you you might have seen this in your psychedelic journey, but everything's really perfect. Everything is as it should be. And then we have choice. It can continue down the path of pain, or you have choice to shift your consciousness, you know, and evolve into a higher state, beautiful state of being, if you will. Um, into this rapturous state because you've alchemized all the things that have occurred, have happened to you or happened for you, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then we're now in this elegant play of the divine universe, right? You Now you're participating intentionally in the mystery of, um, of and the journey of your highest purpose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I... I... I had an, on my second day, I had an interesting thing. It, it was, it, it was just so, so such an interesting spirit uh, experience because uh, Jesus had given me rape before yep. mm-hmm. I'd never done mm-hmm. that before. Um, and, and now I, I, I use it periodically throughout the month for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just found it really opens me up um, inside of my, my meditation space. Mm-hmm. So we did it a couple hours before ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And I was ready. I was connected. I was convinced this is my time where I meet God and find my healing and all that. Mm-hmm. Only I didn't. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. the middle, through a pity party, got more ayahuasca. On and on. This whole story goes on, right? And yeah. I'm just not enjoying it. I'd never purr. I didn't purge until after I took three shots of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And finally, and, on the, when, and it tastes so good. I'm oh, it's it's the best. It's the best taste <laughs> ever, right? Yeah, and so I'm laying bad. down. And in Peru, it was interesting because they did a psychological background and a, mm-hmm. and a physical background, and then they decided how much they give you. 
And they gave me more than anybody there. And mm-hmm. I think it's because I didn't carry a lot of trauma in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, what happened in your childhood? It was awesome. You know, it's like, you, you know, I, I'm a light champion. I don't, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen. I mean, I'm a unicorn in that phase, right? Amazing. Lucky you, yeah, right? I was lucky. I'm, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm, so anyway, um, she, she told me, just lay down and look at the stars. And I finally started getting it. And I just decided I'm just going to let it be. And I, in that moment, I remembered the first, the purpose of my life. The first half is centered really on me and it's to give love, have fun and be adventurous. And I thought, you know what, Gracia and Jesus, they're singing, they're doing the oil stuff and, and blowing smoke on me. You know, it's kind of, it's fun. I'm getting, I'm, and they're loving on me and I'm just feeling the love energy back to them. And so I just laid in that moment and enjoyed the experience. But I didn't get what I thought I was going to get the gift until the next morning, which was mm-hmm. I'm healed, right? I just didn't yeah. feel it at that point. Yeah. So they share. Do you share afterwards with yeah, everybody? Yeah, and that's a part. That's part of okay. the. Um, I, I'm I'm not a facilitator, by the way. I'm okay. I'm yeah a connector, and I um and I'm a specialist in integration and preparation, and okay. I do support facilitator. But I just want to make this okay transparent. I'm not a shaman. I okay. I help support, but I'm not a shaman. I okay. I'm going to leave that to the um to the the, the indigenous people from which that right. came. That's very important to Good. me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They're Peruvians, the ones that, yeah. that we we or, used. Yeah. It was amazing. So um even the ones in Sedona were were Peruvians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyway, they had um when I told my story, um I had. I'm not, I'm not getting the details, but I had triggered this motion detector light out in the woods, right? We weren't really mm-hmm. supposed to go out there, but I was looking yeah. to get my connection alone, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I triggered this light mm-hmm. and then I'm really upset. And that's when Gracia family brought me back. And I just like, yeah, my, my experience was pretty much blah. Mm-hmm. And then three people in a row told me that the most profound experience of the whole night happened when the light went on. Mm. The second part of my purpose is to lead others to maximizing their divine gifts. Mm-hmm, beautiful. And so I was like, I threw this pebble out there that I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. And I think just in sharing that might've been why I was healed um, mm-hmm. from the pain that I had. I don't know. I, I'm still having a tough time connecting the dots on those two. All I know is yeah. that, that that hole is no longer there. And I guess- you know, we don't want to do like little psychotherapy here, but uh, you don't even know what the hole's from because if you had a really beautiful childhood, but you have this pain, I'm, I'm, you know, there's always oh, a, there's a recent event that mm-hmm. happened. Okay. So I knew that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I went there to heal, to, yeah, to find perfect. some kind of healing and yeah. peace inside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why um, for, for, uh, so let's talk about this. Um, what other things are you doing to help? Uh, it's primarily women with PTSD, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But sometimes in business, you can get PTSD, right? Um, something catastrophic happens in your business. And now, now how are you going to make it? How are you going to live or your business? You lose your business. Right. And, and it's a whole blow. You had said uh, something, you made some comment about the ego. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so, many entrepreneurs, especially men, um, yeah. our net worth, our self-worth is our net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a hard of- thing. Yeah. That's a hard, um, I mean, you know, I'm invested, right. Um, like everyone else is and everyone's worth is a little bit less. Right. And so if you are defined by that worth, that is actually an ego, um, connection, right. And our ego, 
it, it identifies us. So you want your ego when you're in a psychedelic space because you need to know who you are to come back home into your body, right? That's important. Um, especially if you're someone who goes way out like I am, I go to different dimensions. Um, but the ego in terms of having it drive you, that's really connected to our trauma body that's connected to the amygdala, like our fight or flight system. Right. And so we want to lead and be identified with that space in your heart, right? Have the ego serve your heart. And yes, there, maybe it's not PTSD, but maybe it's a stress. Maybe it's a, um, an insecurity. It could be, it could be, it doesn't have to be this grand thing, but People who in work, when they're identifying with success as money only versus contribution versus how you made people feel versus what you're actually creating in the world, that's a slippery slope because, because the market goes up and down. Like what a, what a horrible experience, right? Mm -hmm. The market's down, you're shit. <laughs> the market's up. Oh my God, I'm badass, right? So that is not really an, an amazing that doesn't take you to to the um sacred self which is calm and peaceful which brings you into flow which brings you into that space of abundance so that no matter equanimity so no matter no matter what is happening out in the world of finance you you understand and you've got this and then we go back into faith right if you have faith in your truest essence and that truest calling and what you're here for you're going to have faith in you that no matter what happens in this earth life of um, ups and downs and roller coaster rides in the market, you're going to have faith that you'll you're you're doing you're you're doing the right thing and you're on the right path, and that lessens that lessens the triggers of whatever somebody came in with. I have to make money. I have to do this. I have to have a million likes, you know, whatever that is that people are identifying themselves with that kind of dissipates and then back to the self, the high level self, the high vibration self. So being connected with your true self yeah, is um, putting that ego on pause. I'm going to say it's, it's yes, maybe um, what it is, is like, it's giving the ego an elevate an elevated job. Like, so the ego currently is about, I mean, we haven't evolved past that. Our, our literally our, our reptilian brain hasn't um, evolved past survival, right? But our consciousness has passed survival. So what we want to do with the ego is transcend it into um, a, a higher purpose, which is to find your higher, find that higher purpose, purpose be that higher self and then to guide us from that space like to integrate the intuition the insight inspiration all the higher vibrational um, aspects of our doing and then have our ego support that yes and be proactive and and, and thrive instead of survive right have the ego help us thrive but also connected to everyone else and just just identity as i'm i'm going to go into outer space i'm going to think big i'm going to think beyond the box but i'm also going to stay grounded in my humanity that's really what the ego is i'm going to have a self because i'm on this planet in this body i'm going to 
that's what I'm going to re remind you of. And then let's go create on a cosmic level. Right. right. I love that. I love that. And um, all the entrepreneurs that are listening, you know, we, we are, you know, we're a speck of dust in this great big universe of parallel universes says science. And so you can do it all from a, from a really beautiful place you can. So that's where faith again, in in, um, in my idea of faith of the inner self connected to the cosmic self helps incredible abundance for everyone. Yes. Um, I'm going to about wrap it up there. I, mm -hmm. I'd like, I'll, I'll talk with you offline. Cause I want to tell you something else that happened yeah. with me, but um, this, this idea that I've been working on through my uh, studies of the Bhagavad Gita is the mm -hmm. oneness. So yeah. if you were to, uh, piss me off or I didn't like, I wouldn't say, Oh, I, I hate Coltrane. What mm -hmm. I've learned is not, I love her. I hate her actions. If I'm going to use the word hate, I dislike yeah. her actions. I don't like her behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've also been learning that when that happens, we don't just eliminate that person from our life because we have the ability to teach them. And they also have the ability to teach us by us having to manage our own reactions yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, uh, that, that, that whole concept of oneness is such a beautiful thing that, um, and you'll see that it's not called that, but you see that thread through other religions. I'm mm -hmm. not religious. I'm spiritual. I think mm -hmm. you are in the same boat, yeah. mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I see that. And I see how that can connect inside the business world too, because if you come at things with a, that mentality of, okay, I don't like this guy I'm negotiating with. No, I don't yeah. like his tactics or his behaviors. It's a different, it's a different feeling. Yeah. And it's also in the, um, in the philosophy of oneness or the truth of oneness, um, again, the Omega point, the everything, and then the no thing, the one and the all, right. Um, it's, we are mirrors for each other. Like whoever, if you're negotiating with somebody and it's triggering, <clears throat> it's triggering something in you. So what, you know, the, these are mirrors are gifts to us. So if you trigger me, you, you're you, right? And it's, I'm the one who's triggered. So I have to say, what is it in you that I is reflected from me, right? So then we're back to responsibility. And, and this is again, back to shadow. You're successful. That's pissing me off. I'm a little jealous. That's, that's, that's about me, right? You have a tone of voice. It's pissing me off. That's actually about me because you might not piss off other people, right? So I have to go, okay, what is my work to do here? Mm -hmm. My goal, my intention is to get this contract done, but I can't do it because I'm getting triggered by this person that's sitting in front of me. Where's my center? Mm -hmm. Where, where's my higher self? And who do I need to pull out? I need to pull out grace. Okay. Now I need to pull out forgiveness. I need to pull out something to, to have a conversation with this person. And this is now conscious, conscious entrepreneurship, right? Like where everything you do, your conversation, your intention, your interaction, your relationships are, you're hyper aware of the higher level of them. Like, and then you're like, if you go above it, like what, what, what divine play are we doing here? We both want to get this contract done, but what are we doing here? What, what am I learning from this person on a personal right. level? Yep. 
because we need to get over that so we can get to this goal, this, this collective goal that we have, right? So it's, we stay small and that stops us. That's the block. When we get expanded and see the earth from the moon, like it's a beautiful thing, but when we're on the earth and we're in this one space, we just, you know, I, 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 there's homeless people in, in my neighborhood, not my neighborhood, but my city. And I can sit there and go, oh, We froze up. Go, <laughs> go ahead, because the earth is a beautiful, abundant, gorgeous place to be. And, and we're, we're killing her right now. Yeah. So, so we got to see yeah. things from the expanded version as long as well as the micro version. Yes, absolutely. And, and the pollution um, is created by the stuff from the people that are buying the stuff too. Not just the guys mm -hmm. making it. It's those yeah. of us that are over-consuming. Um, but uh, how? what do you got going on and how can people get a hold of you? Um, thank you. So I'm, I'm, I admit this, I'm terrible at social media, um, but that's where you can first get a hold of me because everything else on there is connected. So it's at Lord Coltrane on Instagram. And then that connects to my Wonderland project um, nonprofit and my artwork and my website. So. Well, I don't think you're awful at social media or horrible, whatever you. adjective you use, because that's yeah. why we're on this call is because you, there Thank was something you. that in your message a couple of years ago that said, I need to follow this, this woman because she's yeah, got such you. beautiful things to say. Thank and you. so, uh, yeah, uh, thank yeah, you I'm for coming to, on. Yeah, I'm trying to merge what is, I'm trying to bring the spiritual into the material, not to, you know, not to get too esoteric, but like we need to live a divine life because then, then we can expand that to others. Like we could spread love. We really can. And that's yeah. my intention. And that, and that's why when I was telling you about Jesus and that yeah. divine masculine, I'm like, wow, yeah. that's like a different level. It's He's playing okay. a different game. Yeah. And it's a good game. Right. And he's yeah. feeling he's juiced up and he's feeling alive and um, and and he's contributing. He And when he contributes to your well-being and then you contribute to everyone else's well-being, this is how it works. Right. So yeah. let's all get on that um, starship and and travel together. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Coltrane. And we will be catching up with you soon. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.